0: You know what? While we were talking about covenant, we felt like we want to talk about a couple of different failure points, challenge points, when we're in a marriage, when we're in covenant together. And these are things that are near and dear to our heart because these are things that we didn't read in the book. We've lived these things out by trial and error, sometimes getting it wrong before we got it right. And we found that probably the single biggest failure point, not just in our marriage, but as we've worked with lots of other couples Uh, we find this, you know, the traditional marital counseling handbook says this, that people struggle in three areas. They struggle in communication, finances, and sex. Because those are three things that everybody needs and everybody wants. But here's what we have found, is that although money can be challenging and sex can be particularly challenging, those two things tend to work themselves out if we can start communicating. And so we have learned and we've experienced in our marriage and working with other couples that when we get better at communicating, a lot of other things start getting better on their own. And so we actually want to talk to you some this morning as a congregation about communication. And so this is something that in our personal marriage we really, really struggled with. And so to give you some context, for a lot of years in our marriage, Holly and I, we sometimes had fun together because we like to laugh and cut up and... You can't tell. We like to sing songs and giggle. And we worked well together. So when you put us in the church working, I mean, we could get it done. But we were roommates. And so a lot, she had her life. I had my life. We were meeting up at home. And by God's grace, we happened to produce a couple of kids out of that. But I wouldn't say that for the, the, the starting years of our marriage that we were actually in a meaningful relationship with one another. We had some good things, but we weren't really going through life together. When our storm came, we had to rebuild from the ground up. And where we started was communication. Because we found out we were actually quite terrible at telling each other what we really thought and how we really felt. So I'm actually gonna let Holly pick it up from right here And so talking about communication, Holly, why don't you tell us what was the biggest thing that you learned about communication in our marriage as a wife?
1: I'm going to answer that, but I first want to say, if you're not in a marriage covenant at this moment, the principles are still going to apply because you do get into covenant relationships with peers, pastors, pastors. Family members, things of that nature. So, the same principles will apply. So, we are going to use marriage as a point of reference, but that doesn't mean if you're not in a marriage covenant to just go, oh, this doesn't apply to me, because that's not necessarily true. The same tools can apply across the board. So, I have used some of the same things with Jordan that I use with Jordan with other relationships in my life as well. So, I just want to say that as a prerequisite. Okay, the first thing I did was. I laid down what I thought my position was in the covenant of marriage and picked up the one that God designed for me. And so I had a preconceived idea of what I could bring to the table inside of our marriage. And um, after we had some challenges and had to get um, some help, I realized I was actually carrying the wrong thing within the marriage. And so, for instance, God makes it pretty clear that there is a husband and a wife role. I tended to lean more into the husband role. Um, Solving things, solving problems, uh, making decisions, things of that nature was not um, a problem for me. And so I just picked that up as I can do it, I can get it done rather than sitting in the seat that God designed for me. And so in doing that, um, I became frustrated. He became frustrated. But I didn't know that I had picked up the wrong thing. Does it make sense? It does. And so practically, what I did was I learned (laughs) the power of the scripture that's in Ephesians 4, where it says, But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, Christ. That speaking the truth in love was like a light bulb moment for me. And so you guys know I was raised in a pastor's home and um, around church my whole life. And I don't want to say that I didn't know it was there because I'm sure I knew it was there. But in that time in our life, it was illuminated to me in a different way way than I had seen it before. And so I'm gonna break down why I say um, that was so meaningful to me, is my communication style was in hints. Y'all ever done that? Like you give him a hint and see what happens? <laughs> Either way, depends on, it depends on your um, personality type. Y'all think I did okay at picking up on hints? No, the answer is no. Like <laughs> negative no. Like, bad no. So, even for y'all out there, if y'all are trying to talk to him, don't give him a hint. He won't get it. He won't get it. Um, so, I would give hints, assuming he would put the pieces together. He's a smart, intelligent human being. Thank you. Um, couldn't put the puzzle pieces together, though. Nope. And so, I was so caught up in saying the right thing that I missed out on saying the truthful thing. And so what that means to me is that I would make sure it was formulated just right in a way that I thought maybe he could hear it to receive it, but it wasn't really how I felt, or it wasn't the fullness of my feeling or my expression. And so I had to learn the difference, and I had to learn what does truth and love actually mean? And so truth is a person, right? Jesus, and we align ourselves to that person of truth. And so when you speak truth in love, it always ministers grace, even when it's hard to hear. And so if you know when you're speaking the truth in love, when it's not just graceful to the person that you're telling, but it's graceful for the person saying it as well. And so the mistake that I made is I would put grace on it for him to receive it, but was internally frustrated the whole time right, because I wasn't actually sharing what was really truthful, and this, I'm giving a broad stroke here, okay, this is like the last time I spoke, I tend to get on these touchy subjects a little bit, so I'm just going to say this, don't fall into the mud of my truth versus his truth, okay, we know that's a thing these days, that's really big in the um, mental health world, We'll just speak your truth, and they'll speak their truth. Okay, there's only one truth. Okay, there's one truth, and then your feelings. Okay, so (laughs) my feeling wasn't expressed, and his feeling wasn't expressed, but we claimed it as our truths. Okay, and that's really, really muddy. So um, that's not, I'm not trying to get on that train. I'm just saying, don't do that. that. Okay, it's not going to be healthy in any relationship, even in a friendship relationship. Free to say, well, this is my truth. Well, this is your truth. Well, no, just say you made me feel this way and it hurt my feelings. Or I really enjoyed when you did that. That made me feel really good. Just say those words. So the Bible also tells us that you will know the truth and truth will set you free, right? So if you're speaking the truth, it's gonna become freedom to the person that you're talking to, even if they don't like it, right? So they'll walk away from it going, man, that kind of hurt a little bit, but I understand xyz does that make sense yeah, so what i had to do what then i had the next step i had to do was submit my thoughts i wasn't timid but i was reserved okay and so i would be timid i would not be timid in my opinion okay i was not timid in my opinion but i was reserved in my feeling because yeah. i didn't always know how i felt and so what i had to learn to do was i had to submit My words and my feelings and my thoughts to the Holy Spirit and say, Okay, you have you know the way that I'm feeling, even if I don't know. So I need you to help me articulate these things to Jordan or to the person that I was speaking with so that I had a proper representation of what was actually happening in my heart rather than just, you know, you know how we do, women in here, y'all. Okay. Sorry. Y'all know, y'all either yell or walk away. Y'all know that's true? Or you, or you could be a really great communicator. I was not always great in my communication skills. That's a weaker area for me. But you might be really good in your communication skills, and so your tactic would then be to out-communicate your spouse. Yeah. Right? Outmaneuver
0: with words. Yeah.
1: Okay. And so that was, that was Jordan's tactic that he can talk about in a minute. But y'all know that y'all are one of those three ways, okay? And it's hard to say, to submit your words to the Holy Spirit before you actually articulate them in the moment when he has made you mad and you're like, oh, I have so many words I could say right now, right? Or I'm going to walk away and I'm going to close this door and then we're going to act like it never happened. Right, so that was the biggest thing for me was that I had to recognize those things aren't not working. They're not intended to work, but speaking the truth in love is intended to work because it's God ordained. And so once I chose the covenant, then I chose God's way. That's right.
0: You know, I don't know where my dad got this. I think he got it from a movie, so, but I have to quote him. But he, he, I, he, was, he always said to me, there's something about the sound of a voice that speaks the truth. And so a lot of times, like when our communication was failing in our marriage, it just turned into needless bickering, and the most frustrating thing was, what are we even arguing about? And so we're like, we're like two dogs chasing each other's tail, going around and around the mountain, around and around the bush, not getting anywhere, it's the most frustrating, demoralizing thing in the whole world, and it's because we just simply wouldn't tell the truth, and maybe let's, let's push that into a bit more practicality, that's being honest. And so like, if you, want to, if you want to help build a home for the Christmas holiday, if you want to help strengthen your marriage going into the Christmas holiday, one of the best things you can do is be honest, speak the truth, emphasis on in love. You say, well, how does my words need to sound? It was just like Pastor Holly was just saying. If, how do in love words sound? There's this great little chapter in 1 Corinthians 13. And so we had to learn to, she would say things to me sometimes that were hard for me to hear. But here's what I recognize is that when she speaks the truth to me, even if there is a little sting on it, God brings grace for me to hear that. And here's what I started learning. Truth from her is more precious to me than gold because I can work with truth. We can build on truth. I can forgive and repent for truth. I can't forgive and repent for lies Oh, did you hear what I just said? Sometimes the problem in our homes is we want to, we're want we trying to forgive something we didn't actually do or it or didn't go down the way that we said it did, and so we're trying to forgive and repent over made-up stuff. Be honest. Be honest. And God will give you grace to speak the truth, but he also gives grace on the person you're speaking to, to hear the truth. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I think one of the most valuable things that I learned as a husband when it came to communication in our marriage was actually the art, I call it the art, it's the art of listening. And so Holly's right, I can run my mouth all day. And I have an overactive mind, I can listen to music, read a book and write a sermon all at the same time. Yes, one book here, writing over here, listen to music, and I read a little bit and think a little bit and then write a little bit. And so when we would go to argue, you couldn't outmaneuver me. I would have made a great lawyer. Just argue all day, and it's just for no reason. I'm just going to outmaneuver you. I'd outtalk you. I got better vocabulary. Got better strategy. And so here's one of the things I had learned when it comes to communication, I need to shut up. Now, don't look at your spouse right now, but have you ever wondered, like, you ever been in the middle of an argument saying, I wish you'd just be quiet and let me say what I got to say? Here's what I learned about listening. When I'm listening... I'm saying something even though I'm silent. I learned as a husband, if we're trying to grow communication, we're trying to grow in honesty, we're trying to grow in love, then one of the best things I can do is listen. Because when I'm listening, what I'm saying is I care about what you're saying to me. I'm giving my full attention because what's important to you is important to me. Y'all are not amening me right now, but some of y'all got out of the bed today because you needed to hear what I just said. How do I listen? The first thing that I would do is take this right here, and if you have to, go put that in another room. We both were workaholics, and that phone ringing all the time. Turn that off and set that down. And when she's talking to me, instead of going "Mm "mm-hmm, yeah, I hear you," when I would listen to her, I would turn towards her and put my attention and my focus on her. Put my eyes on her. And when she's saying things that I need to hear, I may not have to say anything. But I'm looking at her, giving her my attention, using, using what? Using my body and my mind to communicate to her that what you are feeling and what you are thinking is more important to me right now than anything else. Because listening says something. Something.